Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What's driving the conversation in California today? Every weekday at this time, we explore a topic that's making news in our state. This is the state of California. Hey, good afternoon. I'm Doug Sovereign, KCBS political reporter and host of the state of California, along with Patty Rising and Brett Burkhart. As California broils through its worst September heat wave ever, the pressure is on Governor Newsom to manage the crisis. Now, if he can't keep the lights on, we wanted to know if it will damage his re-election chances and dim the national profile he's been working so hard to build. Of course, the most critical thing is for everybody to stay safe and as cool as possible and weather this brutal heat wave. But the politics of how it is managed are inescapable, especially when it comes in an election year, just two months before Newsom stands for re-election and the Democrats and Republicans slug it out in the midterms. Governor Newsom has deferred day-to-day management and communication to the California independent system operator, the people who run the power grid. But he's also been pretty visible himself, tweeting out videos and messages from the state's emergency operations center, wearing his, you know, governor's bear jacket and hat. He's uh, signed some emergency orders to free up more, more energy supply, urging people to conserve energy to meet the unprecedented demand for electricity. This is the kind of thing that tests a leader's mettle. And Governor Newsom does not want to see here what happened in Texas, where the system failed and there were widespread blackouts. And Governor Abbott took a lot of heat, if you'll pardon the expression for that. This is a chance for Newsom either to win the grudging respect of his opponents, perhaps, or to fuel their criticism of him if the power goes out, Brett and Patty. Do you think maybe he learned a lesson from Governor Gray Davis after he was recalled? Oh, well, that's 20 years ago, and there was a very different energy situation. We had a severe energy crisis at that time. But certainly, no doubt, uh, you know, not just from Gray Davis, but from what the state has been through before on his watch. 2020, we had bad heat waves. Uh, There's no question that he learned from that, that, you know, the, the most important thing you do, right, is protect the people of your state and provide for their safety and meet their needs. And if you don't provide electricity, it causes more than just grumbling. And you have a lot of criticism of your regime, of your state, which you know a lot of people already have criticisms of California for homelessness and crime and economic inequality. So the last thing you need is for people to sit roasting with the power out uh, and you know potentially cost lives. So there's no question, yes, that he has learned from what's happened in the past. Okay, let's talk about roasting with the, the power out. Let's talk about the situation this afternoon We are expecting a peak demand of more than 51,000 megawatts. What is the governor saying about whether the system can handle it? Well, what they're saying is, yeah, this is going to be a record and tomorrow might be close to it. Um, But, uh, you know, remember, we've added a lot of of supply. I mean, the the state's capacity in its energy grid is about 58,000 megawatts. Now, that's not all always available. I mean, some things go down, there are crashes, things break. Uh, Last night, we saw people lose power because transformers didn't get to cool down because it's been so darn hot even in the overnight, which is what's so weird about this heat wave. Uh, So just because it has 58,000 megawatts doesn't mean 58,000 megawatts are available all the time. And they think we're going to, you know, fall a couple thousand megawatts short, which is why they're asking everyone to conserve. Yesterday, people conserved about a thousand megawatts. They'd like to see us cut about 2,000 megawatts from our consumption this afternoon. That's why they're saying coming up here at four o'clock, 
Don't use major appliances. You know, raise the, the temperature on your air conditioner if you have it so that it, you're not using as much energy. Um, so they're saying that, you know, we may run a little short. This is the greatest risk. This is the peak of the heat wave. And this is the greatest risk that we could see rolling blackouts later this afternoon and evening. Now, it's already starting to cool off in some parts of the Bay Area. So we'll see. I mean, by cool off, I mean 90 instead of 100. Uh, but yet, the moment they're saying if we hit 51,000 megawatts and we only have, you know, 50,000 available, we could see rolling blackouts. It's going to be a close call. They're hoping we can get through that. But of course, the governor's office is pointing to all the measures that he has taken. And he has pointed out they have a lot more energy in the grid than they did just two years ago, the last time we had a really severe heat wave like this. So how great do you think the political risk is then for Governor Newsom if rolling blackouts do occur, which it sounds as if it may be inevitable by this afternoon? Boy, let's hope not, right? Um, you know, I don't think it's that severe. I mean, let's not overstate it. He's going to get reelected. I don't think if the lights go out for two days, suddenly, you know, 20% of the people are going to vote for his Republican opponent, who most of them have never even heard of. Uh, he's probably going to coast to reelection. But, you know, once again, if he can't keep the power on and the lights on, and it just looks bad for him and the competency of his administration. Uh, so there is a significant political risk. It, it'll reinforce that perception that, you know, he's all talk and no action, that when push comes to shove, he can't get the job done. He bungles this, he bungles that. He's sitting in his air-conditioned command center while everyone else is roasting with no power. Of course, that has a backup supply, and, you know, it has to be air-conditioned, all the equipment they have there. Um, but I think there is, you know, a short-term political hit. I don't think it means he loses in November or anything like that, but certainly it's not what he wants to see, and not only for political reasons, obviously. You know, the governor, you talk about political will to get it done. He pushed through his bill to keep Diablo Canyon open and has already signed it into law. And he did it under the radar for the most part and, and at the very last minute. Yeah. And one of his arguments was we need all the energy, cleaner energy we can get. Uh, because nuclear does not generate, uh, you know, carbon emissions that pollute the atmosphere. Now, if there's a horrible nuclear accident, that's another story. But uh, the assumption has been that it'll remain safe and uh, nuclear is clean in that sense and that it doesn't contribute to climate change and global warming. warming uh, so we need it. And this is not the time to take any power supply off the grid. Why would you take that off in a few years when we need more and we barely have enough? So those arguments carried the day um, and that went through and now it is going to stay open and running for a few more years. And you can bet this sort of indicates that argument and, and his arguments on climate change that, look, what we're going through, we've got a huge heat wave. We're, we're taxing our energy grid. We need this power. Thank goodness, from his point of view, uh, that he managed to get that through and sign it right away and get some federal money in there immediately to keep Diablo up and running, uh, because without it, we'd have an even bigger shortfall. So we've talked about the state perspective. What about the national spotlight on how Newsom handles this heat and energy crisis? And what does he stand to gain or lose? Well, there's a lot of intense focus on California and the West right now because of this heat wave and the potential of rolling blackouts. There is no question that if we get through this and we don't see the lights and the power go off and then the heat wave ends he's going to look great and he can compare himself to texas and to greg abbott which he likes to do anyway uh and say look we kept our i mean you can bet you'll hear well we we kept our lights on i mean what a dig that is right at abbott um but if he, he loses that uh, argument if, if the power goes out then you know abbott can say well, you're no better than i am you couldn't do it either stop stop calling me out but certainly he likes to poke fun at the governors of Texas and Florida and every arrow in his quiver that, that he can compile. If it means keeping my lights on while yours go out is to his advantage. So certainly it helps him 
nationally. I mean, he's he's so carefully cultivated this national image and national profile. The last thing he needs is the black eye of a mishandled energy crisis and heat wave where he comes off looking like the loser. Uh, and it would, would really even burnish his image more if he comes out looking great when this is all over. Thanks so much, Doug. All right. Thank you, Brett and Patty. I hope everyone can stay cool. It is pretty brutally hot, although I'll say it has cooled off a little bit in the last hour or two at least over here in Oakland. You can hear the state of California every weekday at 3.30 p.m. It's also available on the Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. You'll find me on Twitter at Sovereign Nation, mostly complaining about the heat. I'm Doug Sovereign. In case you- T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.